Hello, and welcome to Anti-Coffee. I'm sorry. Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Anybody want coffee? Was that your auntie? I'm making myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Enjoy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. Coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. How are you getting on, Todd? We should explain to the dear listeners why there is a, a digital separation between us. It's because I got bloody COVID, didn't I? You did, didn't you? Got it. I'm pretty sure I got it on the plane. Don't know. Yeah, I mean, these are. This is the reality, isn't it? But it's obviously training has taken. A, it's almost like literally as we're getting going, and now I'm ISO. Hoping that symptoms not too bad and then I can just get back on the bike and crack on. But I saw for 10 days, so... Yeah, you, you feel, you're feeling all right though. Not too bad. A wee bit achy and a little bit like kind of sort of... I do have a sore throat yeah. and a little bit like congested, but I don't feel too bad. Like I was saying to Shan, I was like, well, if I'm isolated, I might as well get out, get out of the bike. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Like drive it deeper into your lungs and then have serious problems yeah yeah that's true might as well take yeah. it easy and then hit it hard when you when you're back and fit what are you doing yeah, for coffee so be... are you stocked up for coffee have you got enough i am uh yes so shan my wife um she has still she's still testing negative nice. so she popped away and got me a refill of the last of the uh, Carlos Estevez oh. Honduras it's probably my favourite coffee so far Damn. this year it's early on in the year but I've really been enjoying it so I've got a bit of that to get me through the next few while but I was also thinking about crafting a little half-calf blend oh yeah for myself nice just to do with really enjoying the routine but getting to a point where I'm not enjoying any more than two coffees now I feel like it's messing with me yeah yeah so I think I just got a lot of plates in there. So maybe a wee half calf blend. Nice. Could could maybe you'll see it launched on the anti coffee anti dot coffee website as a little oh. coffee option that we can do half calf. Half calf boy. Nice. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> what about you, man? What are you drinking these days? I am drinking the new Ethiopian washed. I've got also got some geisha from JB Cafe, like Johannes Bayer, a friend oh, yeah. of mine down in Munich. Got a Eleni was down in Munich before we met in Bonn, so she picked up a really nice, yeah, lovely geisha from him, which is really good. So I'm cracking nice. on with that, but in small doses again, like it's the thing when you get a really nice coffee, I really like just not, you know, just I'm only brewing like an AeroPress with 12 grams and just letting it last as yeah. long as possible, stretching it out. A little. Yeah, shout out Johannes. I actually had uh, some of his coffee in Outlier. Oh, did you? Yeah, like last week, some. Uh, I can't actually remember what she said, but it tasted like it tasted like kind of apricot jam. Yeah, it was it was that, like super clean, really sweet. Yeah, and just like I could have, she said the same thing. The barista was like, "You'll drink that all day, and you won't realize it." Nice. Like, it was just so like, give me some of that. Yeah, I think that, that was his Ethiopian honey that he had in. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Sounds about right. Guy, nice. guy knows what he's doing, and he wants a drip pizza T-shirt. So, 
you know where to go, Johannes. <laughs> we should we should get him on. Yeah, we should. He should. I think he's coming over at Easter. Does he so, like cycling? He likes. I think he really, really likes Lance Armstrong. Um, Lance. <laughs> so I think he's. I think. Or like what's Jan Ulrich? I think he Johannes sort of lost. Oh yeah. Lost the love for cycling when Jan Ulrich um, got cut out. I think he's just he just likes dopers. <laughs> he's just really into dopers. Exactly. What about you, man? How are you? You were away as well. I was away as well. Been in Germany for a little while. It was pretty good. Visited some nice nice coffee spots. Yeah. Went to. Were you in Berlin or? No, we flew into Frankfurt and then. Uh, went straight to to Bonn, where Elena's ah, parents are. Bonn. But then went for a nice day out in Cologne, where there's a really nice coffee, little coffee scene blooming, which hits me to Blooming Coffee Roastery, which is a roastery that I went and visited. Cool setup. All they, right. They've got two of those decent coffee machines. So you know the ones with the iPad on top, where you can just do all your pressure profiling? Remember Matt North came yeah. and did like a thing at the cartel, didn't yeah. he? So they have yeah. two of those and like no like normal machine. Like I, I thought the decent was more like a home coffee machine sort of thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got them they've got two of those and a setup and then like some other fancy stuff, one of those like a, a chaya, a kaya way out scale things, you know, that like it looks really Oh the little Yeah, dozing thing. Yeah, the, yeah. And it dozes, yeah. They look they look pretty smart. Very nice. Yeah. But it was cool. It and was, they're a coffee roaster as well. They're a roaster, yeah. So they've got, I think they they didn't have their roaster in the same place where the coffee shop was. They said they roast a bit further out, but the coffee shop's real nice. Like just a little corner, like really tidy. And because they didn't have the coffee machine or anything present, it was just like a back bar of just gadgets. Um, yeah. And it was really nice, actually. They, what the first thing that struck me when I went in was the guy who was serving us well, there was two there was one who was about our age and maybe being generous he was probably 10 years younger and another yeah. guy who must have been like mid 60s 70s and uh-huh. like gray hair dungarees and i just thought like nice like you never really see old people working behind the coffee bar in the speciality yeah. coffee do it's all young hip kids so i was like well, why do you think that is that to do with I suppose it's to do with being of a certain age and and maybe not, you know. That's like if he's there, it's because of the love for the product, right? Yeah. And doing, and service and the rest of it. Yeah. That's so cool. Really. But cool. you you rate them. You'd you'd uh, anyone who's in Cologne, go check them. Yeah, go and have a look. I reckon they're they're really nice, nice and friendly, cool little corner <clears throat> shop. There's a coffee magazine yeah. called Solo. Have you heard of that before? I'll bring. I've, I've nah. picked one up. They're, I think they're Spanish, maybe they're based in Barcelona, but they did a feature on Cologne. So they had like Ernst, Café Rosterei and like some other places um, and Blooming are in there as well. So that's caught, sort of what caught our attention, but yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we like, so obviously um, you were away in Germany, I was away in Belgium. Would we have been close to each other? P- close. Over the border? Close, yeah, close enough, I guess. Like Cologne's, Cologne's close to the French border. Yeah, it's pretty close. And Bruges is close, close-ish to the French border. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It must have been, could have hopped the border. I mean, that's done a little. Well, we're going to be cycling that way, aren't we? Really, 
Well, maybe not so yeah, fast. Yeah, maybe now. we can. If we go through Cologne, we could definitely check out Bloomings again. Yeah. Get them. I went to. We landed in Bruges. We'd literally been in Bruges. Went to get a PCR test. Oh, yeah. And then on the way back to the accommodation, stopped at Cafune, which is a little roastery. Very, very cool. Um, they were closed to the public just only for takeaway coffees. But in the corner, they had a, a little probat. I think it's a probatone, like one of the newer ones. Powder coated pink. Nice. Oh, it was it was so nice. The coffee was decent. Um, I, I, I rate it. They're nice. Those Probably the best place in Bruges for coffee. Cool. Um, yeah. What are they called again? Cafune. Cafune. Cool. Cafune. So definitely give that. 10 out of 10 for pink for having a pink promo 10 out of 10 <laughs> nice um yeah so obviously we we appreciate a bit of travel and a bit of uh a bit of luxury in terms of our coffee experience someone else who does that is the person this week's guest oh yeah who we are introducing it's our director sportif the kind of third wheel of this tricycle he's kind of like the invisible third wheel or the spiritual third wheel um a man who I've known for over 30 years and who you've known for over 30 months <laughs> uh, is Andrew Nelson, who joined us for a, a sit down and some coffee and we did a bit of chatting. Although I don't think we actually talked that much about coffee. No, I get, it was kind of about cycling. Yeah. And about a lot of what Nelson has to has to do with and mental health support support building for mental health is it that's almost like one of his core capabilities isn't it it's yeah. just, he's just a mindful guy very well rounded in how to look after the brain and he's able to apply that to this sort of team scenario or in the fact that like you and i will have a sort of team relationship while we're doing this adventure even though we're not up against anybody else it's just a to B, but obviously we're working as a team. So, how do we kind of? There are things about like, how do we? How do we know what the other one needs? Uh, you know, like all these kind of things. So it is a fascinating talk, like especially how Andrew has helped able to like. Are we calling him Andrew? We're calling him Nelson. 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 Yeah. Okay. I, can, I just call him Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually quite. It's an eye-opening little segment this because Nelson helped me realize a lot of stuff and actually put the whole thing into reality that we're actually doing it so there's a lot of like yeah. little good bits that he picks up on and yeah it's a great listen so so maybe we should just let him crack on with it without further ado let's introduce you to our director sportif the man who's going to be with us along the way mindful super domestique ruler extraordinaire Mr. Andrew Nelson We used to me and Gary, the other one of the other croque monsieur, mm. used to uh, not mock you for, but we definitely had it as a wee joke was uh, emotional intelligence, which really up until two thousand and 
2015, we did not believe was a thing. Yep. Because yeah. Nelson would say, this is how I'm smart, I'm emotionally intelligent, and we'd be like, yeah, but you don't know about who's in this movie and this pop culture <laughs> yeah. reference. Yeah, don't ask me any film questions, but, but ask me about emotions. Ask yeah. me how yeah. to process anxiety at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm your guy. Yeah, that's why we think you're the perfect fit for DS, because that's the kind of people we are. We need an arm around our shoulder. We need someone, yeah. you know, like when we're sort of, I guess, preparing to do battle against the road, mm-hmm. which is what we're doing. Yeah. That's who we need as our DS, someone who can help us process things that don't necessarily have like a A to B. I can't draw, I feel like this, but I can't really draw a line straight to why. Yeah, I think but, I know what you're trying to say. Make sense of what's going on. Yes. But you boys are going to be in some pretty intense... I mean, there's so many different factors, isn't there? You're going to spend a lot of time the two of you together. Yeah. So at times we'll all be together, but there'll be times where the two of you will be in the midst of it. And having spent a lot of time with Todd in a tent, I understand that's that could be an emotional roller coaster for the you know for anyone. But it'll be good to like yeah maybe help you make sense of just be a bit motivational in the background. I mean I don't have I don't have my credentials are not I'm not a psychologist I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm interested in all of that. Suppose a social worker you kind of like get yeah. a bit of But a, you've done, I mean, you've read all of Eric Erickson's work. I know all of Eric Erickson, the uh, the, the, the psychologist's work, the develop, developmental theorist. Yeah. So you're studying in it. And, and I, have worked in mental, I have worked in mental health services, yeah. So I've got, and I've spent a lot of time with psychologists and psychotherapists, and I'm really interested in it from a personal perspective, and then, yeah, probably professional perspective. I think it's a really important thing. And you've got a level of knowledge about what we're trying to do as well in terms of like, you probably, well, yes, definitely. You were on a bike before me and Tony. I mean, a fam- family cyclist. My grandfather was an amazing cyclist and actually uh, it grew up with like a, real, a lot of cycling round about me. So grandfather every summer used to uh, put his Brompton in a suitcase and he had a suitcase just the size of his Brompton and we'd head over to France and, and follow the Tour de France round. That's no way. And he used Is to... Is that s- Grandad Sinclair? Yeah, my yeah. mum's dad. Uh, but my Grandad Sinclair used to aim for 10,000 uh, 10, miles a year. And put, and some years we'd do 12, 12 to 14. They kept diaries. We've still got some of his diaries, actually. I mean, in crazy, that that's 80 to 90 miles a day. That's yeah. mad, isn't it? Maybe every day. But he would set off in the morning. He was a retired driving examiner, which is interesting, you know, to like have I think he had he would have had 90 frames in the sheds and and so it's funny as I got more into as I got older I probably didn't appreciate what was actually going on so yeah. when you went out to the house he'd be in in, uh, in his garage smoking a cigar or a pipe quite funny actually and working on bikes that's what he did yeah. but my dad said that the thing about his bikes is they had always had far too much so the chains were in great condition and the um, the cassettes were in great condition but they were covered in oil so if you went anywhere near them, you got, like, your clothes were ruined. Yeah. He wasn't a stylish cyclist, but he had he had his own style. You know, he would have been wearing, like, probably up until he stopped cycling at the age of... He was in his late 90s when he stopped riding a bike. And even then he would go out to the veranda and he had, like, a exercise bike. And he would sit on that and sing. And then, latterly, he then had, like, a, a, a pedal counter that he could sit in his, like, seat and just pedal. Did so you, from did there, you ever talk to him about like why, like his motivations for, was it just as simple as I just love cycling? So Todd about his health being his wealth, uh-huh. loved being healthy. I think he was a great runner. He was in the army. 
great runner in the army, and then oh, he loved was, being. He was the. <laughs> yeah, I like to say he was a spy. Probably is now. Who are they going to do? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Um, yeah. But he used to speak, he would go to France and only speak French. Yeah, I've got none, of, I've none of his gifts, multilingual. <laughs> but went to, you know, went to school and I think he was born in Switzerland, then went to school in Zurich and then in Paris. Had a really, didn't settle down until he was in his 40s. Then had five kids and like, had had lived in Africa and things. So he travelled, you know, quite interesting, isn't it? You think like, people think about now, I got to go and see the world. He was, he was doing that back in like 19... 30s well isn't it funny how people like 40s, will say yeah. oh I did I did Australia I mm-hmm. did Thailand yeah. and you think well you didn't compare to the yeah. guy who who like lived in Tanzania for yeah 18 months he left school went to Canada I think yeah. but yeah he um, yeah, and, and during World War 2 was was uh, in intelligence services but not emotional intelligence services different type of intelligence yeah all intelligence though um, yeah, and then I think he just loved when he was in Africa after the war. Always had a bike with him, so that had just gone with him. He would always had bikes, and he loved that idea of like having healthy heart. You know, that was like really important to him. He only had one television channel. He got a, a, a satellite dish attached to the house just to get Eurosport, <laughs> and literally that's tour. all he watched. Yeah, so was cycling. I really I miss that. I feel like it's a shame that like yeah. to have got to this stage where I'm really into it. And obviously, you're going to speak to my cousin. He's like who's doing very well it's a shame that we've not been able to have that he's not able to see that and like have that conversation with him you wonder how much of it is just absorbed but then I think that's maybe always the case isn't it you Mm -hmm. don't appreciate when you're 15 you don't really you can't sort of see beyond your own you can't really see beyond the end of your own cock let's be honest and then we are very fixated with that at that stage but then (laughs) after you get to this age where you start to I suppose not become your parents, but you start to kind of appreciate things that yeah. maybe you can draw links to like, oh, right, now I kind of get why, like, my dad would like that. You sort of skip a generation where you're like, oh, like, I fucking, I wish I'd, like, gone out to the barn when my granddad was, like, on his lathe. Yeah. And, like, just yeah. watched him and asked him stuff and, and helped him. And Did your granddad been, have a lathe? Yeah. Did he? Ah. Amazing. For ages, like, for... Mm. 10 years or you know like 10 years when you're a kid like so maybe from the age of when I was 5 to when I was 15 yeah we'd go up to the croft and he had a lathe he used to turn yeah like chair legs table legs uh, <laughs> prosthetic, um, legs. prosthetic <laughs> legs but you think why why did I not I know oh man like if you could like obviously mm-hmm. you can't but if you could go back and just say right it's only a day I'm just going to go up and like sit there and just ask like Grandad, what's what does that do yeah what, can I have a wee go and like you don't because you're just too too interested about I don't know like whatever we were doing che- chewing track. gum <laughs> probably yeah or being frustrated there was only one channel Eurosport yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Can't, yeah. or like I'm bored I'm bored do you think well yeah he bought me my first bike I remember that what was it do you uh, remember it Rally Mustang beautiful it's a mountain bike still got it uh, no I don't still have it no and then, and then last, yeah, I think, actually when you always, I was speaking to my mum about this the other day, we should have kept his bikes. He actually donated all his bikes to Africa. So they all went, wow, the up trailer came, they all went put on the back. And so, and the issue was I was probably too tall for them. I think he, so frame size, I would never, yeah. I wouldn't have fitted any of them. But still, that's so cool to think that like, yeah, those bikes will keep going forever. Because they were so well looked after. Yeah. And then, so compared to the, the old bikes, you're now... What reg are you running these days? 
I'm on a Cannondale Super 6. Lovely Evil. My favourite. My favourite road bike. Is it Tony? Yeah. I love it. I think they I think they, they age well, don't yeah. they? I noticed they've brought the Cannondale have have brought like the Cannondale brand onto the side of the frame again, as opposed to just up on the, the top tube. Mm-hmm. Quite like that. But I don't have yeah, it's just it's a lovely bike. It's it is very um style aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. the branding. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not I mean, compared to the Ribble, which is just like... Ribble! (laughs) (laughs) Yours is just very subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's the only place it says Cannondale, isn't it? Just on the top part. And a wee C on the front. It's very Volvo in its style, isn't it? Yeah. Very subtle, but... I actually had it in the over over Christmas. was trying to get to a bit of a swifting and uh, had it on uh, up in the flat in the bedroom. Had it set up on the turbo and that went down like an absolute balloon. I managed, it was there for two months and then eventually... But I always went into the bed. <laughs> I'd always went... I was like, that looks all right there. And then, That's a beautiful piece of engineering. <laughs> you know, there's no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's a classic. It's got the, all the makings of a classic um, sitcom where Babs comes into the room uh-huh. and you just go, you're beautiful, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes... Oh, that's so nice. And you just turn around and go, what's that, my love? <laughs> just looking at the bank. Yeah. You're so beautiful. Oh, I love you. Yeah. Oh, what have we seen? The last year's victory of the Tour de France. Slinging his bike away in sheer disgust. He's had an unholy tour. At one time, he was going to be the leader. Suddenly, Ulrich came forward and was going better than him. And then he had sickness and now his bike doesn't work. I wonder just what earth is going through his mind. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, so you've done some long rides, some iconic rides. Yeah. Some tough rides. Yeah. Any like sort of ones that you think I'd do that again in a heartbeat? Yeah, I I I really love doing up round like Belachnabar, Torridon, Gearloch. That coast route. Once you, if you, if you do the Bailachnabar from the Torridon side and then drop down into Applecross, that coastal run up the west coast of Scotland is pretty impressive, and it's such quiet road. So that's great. I do like doing that. That's what we'll be doing. We'll be doing yeah, in, yeah. So you are going to do that. Inside knowledge from the DS. I would be hoping that you've got on a wee radio, giving me all the guidance of where the Applecross village uh-huh. sign is going <laughs> to come into view. Where I think I, can... I think you realise for me very quickly it'll be what to have to eat. <laughs> you must try the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> you simply must. That is that is su- supreme DS knowledge. <laughs> Washed down with a cold. You know, Chardonnay is underrated, but with this lobster, <laughs> the sweetness of the lobster and the, the sharpness of the. You've Chardonnay. got you on a two hundred kilometer day. <laughs> Gents, there's only one thing that's going to raise your spirits here. I would actually love you to create a training plan for us that's uh. just based around that. Yeah, yeah. Just like, food stops, or yeah, just but it's, there's no distances. It's just like you're going to cycle to here, and when you're there, mm-hmm. order this, <laughs> drink this, and then go to the next. Point. I mean, it's quite simplistic, but I, I, I do wonder if that's my my style is is a bit like I'm quite fixated on you know where is it we're going to what are we going to eat? It's kind of gains, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If I think that'll burn three thousand calories, then I'm definitely going to intake that at the other side. Yeah. Food and cycling probably go quite hand in hand for me. 
And the way like my grandfather would be very disappointed. <laughs> but you've got like a healthy, a healthy relationship between effort and reward. Like yeah. it's, it's so simple, isn't it? Yeah. Do something hard. Eat something tasty. Repeat. Probably quite kind to myself because I, su- I suppose I don't push myself that hard. I, th- I think a tendency towards slight laziness. I think I can. So the bike takes the bike's improved performance, but I'm not like a, a, you guys are pretty impressive. I watch. Uh, average speeds etc your your watt output those kind of things I'm like that's great but then if I'm out with you I tend to find that my speed increases so I can sit with you guys for a bit but when I'm out by myself I'm often more looking at the view I'm thinking head up. How, how how yeah more maybe a bit more head up as opposed to head down yeah I will occasionally find hit a hill and think I'm I'm gonna go for this hill here or hit a stretch road and I think I'm going to go really fast but it's the maintenance of that like I'm going to go out for an hour and I'm going to go as hard as I can I think my mind drifts a bit and I suddenly start thinking because I probably see cycling as more like a it's just against that bit it's good for you like it's yeah. good for my heart it's good for my head and that and that's important to me and maybe not seeking anything else from it than that mm-hmm. but I do love like the route, the route you know love the route last year Glencoe oh yeah the two yeah. the Glencoe going down through Glencoe Early in the morning is probably the the most enjoyable yeah, period of time I've had on a bike. It was it, it was, was an glorious. amazing day, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was even a bit the, of fun in there. Even the climb up out of Tindrum. Uh, it was, was, where did we start? We started in Tindrum. Tindrum, yeah. Tindrum yeah. 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 The yeah, the climb up, up out of yeah. Tindrum. That was yeah. like straight away. You knew it was going to be a, an yeah. amazing yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. I do think of myself as as the as, as the slow one of of the team, but I am also the oldest, so that goes for me. But that day, Tony and I set off. And Tony, Tony had my back in a very supportive way. He said, "Listen, if me and you just get a bit of distance here, <laughs> you'll come second. That's what he said to me, and I'll, I'll give you some points." I was, I thought you were agitating the, the ride quite a lot. I was definitely motivated that day. You yeah. had, you had a bit of the Matty Mahoriches about you, mm-hmm. with your oh, black yeah. shoes on, and you were just. There was one moment where I don't know if it was just after a wee a sort of intermediate sprint village sign, fairly nondescript. And then everyone settled in again, and then all of a sudden, I just saw you go up and around the corner and up the hill. Oh, it was the ride into um, Port Appen. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just before that. Yeah, mm. I was like, rocket really? ship. I was like, where the hell does he think he's going? I felt yeah. like I knew the roads around yeah. to Port Appen. I've been there. Me and my dad have been cycling there in the past, and I thought this local knowledge is going to set me off yeah. well. And then straight down to the restaurant. Wasn't what it? you? What you under? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, fantastic, uh, cl- uh, fantastic chowder. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but what you forget is that actually we've got some very determined riders in the Crocknessures. My man to my right here, Mister Mister Lee Johnson, is very very fast if he wants. And Gary's chased me. You know, Gary's incredibly yeah. competitive. I think I probably underestimated what I was trying to achieve there. I think we've got a good the good makings of, mm-hmm. a, a, I would say a, 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 a pro conti or even a world team. We've got a, a potential GC guy, mm-hmm. yeah, and Tony Roglic, serious cyclist. We've <laughs> got, won the, the, we've got yes, our, our in our one, eyes, <laughs> serious cyclist. He's yeah. serious business. We've got our one day man, Gary Weir. Yeah, would you call him like a Sonny Cobrelli? Oh, he's definitely. Uh, he's, he's a classics man. You yeah. more likely to be seen, kind of. Hurting himself, take himself so deep into pain to win. Yeah, like crying as he, yeah, Cobrelli isn't it? Yeah. Kind of crying across. The <laughs> yeah, line. yeah. yeah. Uh, Actually weeping, yeah, squealing with pain. Uh-huh, yeah, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> then you've got David, 
uh, who's Greipel. He's obviously uh, he's a Sam Bennett, just a big sprinting unit. Three thousand watts. Impossible. <laughs> Actually, once he starts his pistons moving, he's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that just kind of leaves the two of us, mate, <laughs> as super domestiques. No rulers. You're an agitator. Alaphilippe. Alaphilippe, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if I've... Flair and... I mean, pizzazz. Yeah. I think I would like to... I'd like... I'd probably like to do the silly things that that he would do. You're going to have fun on your bike if Todd's there. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have fun. Yeah. (laughs) And and I would say these days, in terms of how he looks on a bike, he's got a style down to a T. He's probably our most stylish rider. You're very stylish as well these days, mate. No, no, I... Got some new kit? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with you. What are you... A bit uncoordinated. Do you, do you consider that before a ride? I was going to say, your bike's neutral, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Black, white, grey. Yep. yep. Which gives you the world to play with in terms of yeah. how you're putting something else together. I really like, quite with socks, like black or white. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I like black socks, long, black shoes. Long. long. Yeah. But this that's come to me quite late. I you actually come right over. Yeah, 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 long, yeah, yeah. Right over the so knees. Actually, what? <laughs> Try socks. I'm trying something new. You Your know? tan line is, yeah, is like yeah. three inches wide. It's just uh, between the. But I actually wear the sock over my shoe. <laughs> I wear the stocking over my shoe. Uh, yeah, like a high sock. I think I think I was just probably quite had a lot of bad kit for a long time. You know, a lot of cheaply bought stuff that I thought looked. I was quite into logos. I'm, mm. you know, like I quite like a. Like, I think I had the FDJ kit for a while. I then had Lotto, jo- like, who would, that yellow and black kit. So I was quite, like, I had a lot of logos on, you know, I have, like, quite garish kind of kits. And I understand the, the importance of simplicity now. I suppose, yeah. So I would be black, black bib shorts, definitely. Black or white socks. And then I, I don't really like the tops I've got. I, I don't know what that is. I'm not really sure. I don't really know what suits me on the bike, I'll be honest. What about your your uniform as a DS? So imagine yeah. you're you're sitting oh, yeah, in like this. you're sitting in the Skoda. Uh-huh. What are we saying? Are you going to be like a shirt, tie, vest underneath, or are you going to be more like tracksuit? What's your definitely the team socks, right? Maybe just a nice pair of like white trainers. Maybe like a, a classic Adidas Continental, something like that. Beautiful. Nice. And then shorts, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Like a car, like a, <laughs> a cargo short, but not like a nice short, like a like, like a, a European khaki style short, short or khaki short, or like a navy blue short. Mm-hmm. I I think the DSs that look best tend to have just like the t-shirt on, like a, a collared polo shirt, baseball cap, good. no baseball cap, just let the locks, let locks flow, flow, yeah. and good sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Here, drink this coffee. I don't like coffee. It's a vassal constrictor. Coffee is the number one drink in the world. Everybody drinks it. Even little kids in Mexico drink coffee. Well, I'm not a little kid in Mexico, okay? So then how as a DS are you going to motivate, let's be honest, me, sitting at the back? I need to know what makes you content. I'll be trying to work that out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Catching up with Tony. Probably, you could have a guess. Let's let's do role play. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're... Toodling along the road, mm-hmm. it's a slight uphill. Yep, we're two hundred k's in. Yeah, day one, the the gap is just going out, and Tony is now he's away, and I'm now just gone tunnel vision, black in my brain, mm-hmm. hating every minute of it. Yep. Now. All, all yep. of a sudden, hating every minute of it, and then to compound that, 
I've now realised that I'm hating every minute of it and now I'm hating myself for hating every yeah. minute of this yeah. beautiful adventure. Motivate me. Go on. Well, I, I would say, I mean, obviously I've known you for a long, long time. You've done a lot in your life, achieved a lot of things and probably have achieved from that space, that headspace. So I'd probably say something to you like, you need to let Tony go. Acknowledge this space that you're in in your head because it's actually quite productive for you, quite effective. You get things done when you feel like this. So I'd probably say something like that to you. I feel motivated now. Yeah, I feel yeah. great. I, I think you would. I think you just you need to. I think you've, I think you're quite capable that way to get into quite a dark place. But like chasing Tony's not going to help you, is it? Yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, if Tony's gone, he's gone, isn't he? You need to then you're fighting your own. It's your it's your own day then, isn't it? Just like let that go, but use the energy, direct yeah. it into turning these pedals. So I feel good about that. Jumps onto something that I've been thinking about is because we're riding together. We're obviously going to help each other out, mm. but at some point, like if you're going up a climb with someone, you can see that they're suffering or yeah. you're suffering. Yeah. When it's a good time to give them that space and when it's a good time to try and be there as a motivation, because I feel like sometimes when you try and help something, it's not going to help because yeah, the yeah. person just needs to be yeah. their own space. It's a bit like living together for a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Like, do you not think if you're like flatmates or wife or partner or like boyfriend or whatever like you would be in that space it's your thing like dyadic interactions like it's a bit of a dance it's more like a bit kind of um like child attachment theory so with a newborn baby you do a bit of a, a dance in terms of like the baby cries you respond the baby is telling you what it needs so you go through the things nappy change food but you do that, I, th- I think that's quite, I think it's sort of thing you do through, like you're always checking with people about how they're feeling, what they want. And if you're quite tuned into that, then you make the right decisions. But it does take quite a lot of energy to be tuned into it. I think a lot of people would speak about not knowing what they're, like, I live with that person, I don't really know what they need or want. Yeah, so like, yeah. when we live together, some, I think you just need, you like space at times. Yeah. Todd just needs a wee bit of alone time. But unless you talk about that, you wouldn't know, yeah. would you? So what you're saying, Tony, is like, you boys probably need to have a conversation before you leave. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that, it brings up a ah. thing of like, there's going to be a point where I can be motivated externally and then there's going to be a point where I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> so like, when it reaches that point, I need to be able to say, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, this yeah. this is yeah. not, yeah. there's nothing you can say at this point. And you need to be able to say that without, in, the, telling, in a way Without telling you to fuck off. Yeah, or... or telling me it and I've just not going to be offended by it because I know that's yeah, how, yeah, yeah. you know it's like yeah. a combination of yeah. those two things but yeah, the like same you're just annoying me just now yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I guess the other thing is whilst we're trying to do all that we're also trying to record a podcast yeah so yeah. that, that sort of stuff of is is like golden content yeah to try and record so we've had this conversation already about saying like we've got to try and press record at the times that we don't maybe don't really want to hmm. But yeah, that's that's going to be a challenge as well. Because like you say, when you're on a bike or mm. if, you, if you're moving away, it's different. If you sat in a room, then it gets a lot more slow. And then as soon as you've got a microphone in front of you again, everything just has another level yeah. of yeah. heightened yeah. thing. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that... Your moods, your yeah. mood swings. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Todd falling out with Tony for the third time. <laughs> have you ever heard a 37-year-old man have a nervous breakdown on a bike? <laughs> well, stay tuned for episode five. You do something, but already, at the start of this, Tony said, I've had a pretty difficult day today, I need a bit of time, and you said, 
you can have that time, that's fine. Yeah. Like you've already, you've started your waltz, my friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to. I don't think that's how you count the waltz, is it? But like, I th- as your DS, I'll be, that's what I'll be saying to you lads, remember, remember the dance, okay? Oh, this is great. Nice, Todd, yeah. are you, uh, have you communicated? I mean, I, but you don't want it to be like cliche, do you? Like, and each morning you two will spend 10 minutes telling each other how the other feels. I mean, I mean, there probably is something in just like, if you feel shy, then you say, I'm, I'm not feeling great today. And this Absolutely. is what I need. I love the idea of, uh, of the waltz. And just your <laughs> advice is like, oh, well, you've started the dance. <laughs> the waltz <laughs> continues. I love that. We need some sound bites of your... Yeah, I can <laughs> take you through the waltz. Yeah. Today we're making the croque monsieur, which in French means fancy grilled cheese with other stuff. Some say the croque monsieur was invented by a cafe worker in Paris, but sandwich historians know it was created when a grilled cheese and a ham sandwich got together and We'll start by making a bechamel sauce, also known as white gravy. Oh no, I've ruined my room. So this is not a comedy podcast, is it? You know, <laughs> it, I mean, is, actually. it is a comedy, it is a comedy podcast. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> Bringing it back round to the, the topic of you being our director sportive, mm-hmm. the reason we think you'll be perfect for this is because you represent you represent our demographic, which is enthusiastic cyclists who are by no means pros or athletes. Mm-hmm. People who appreciate things like nice coffees, nice food. And, oh, that's... Oh, fuck, that's what... Right, so that nice coffee, nice food... Uh, 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 and but the thing that some cyclists struggle with, or a lot of cyclists, especially when you get beyond the average enthusiast, is that they can be a wee bit one-dimensional and a wee bit closed off. Yeah. So that's that's where you are kind of an outlier in that respect, in that you're an above-average cyclist. And in fact, <laughs> you'd say that, that like it's probably fair to say that the croque monsieur are all above average cyclists and the reason that we have found a team together or have formed a team is because we have a common connection which is a slightly some more than others but an extroverted nature whether we're introverts or extroverts in reality but we all give of ourselves and all have a bit of emotional awareness Mm -hmm. which is where that's an outlier on the yeah, I don't really know what the point no, no, is. No, no, I thought th- you get it, Tony. I, I think you're right. Is that is there more? Yeah. I just have a wee cheeky swifter. I think there's definitely more. Thank you, sir. I think cycling can be. I think cyclists can be quite fixated on on outcomes, can't they? As opposed to like, I think we're probably a bit more. You know, obviously, it's an unknown just just now, isn't it? You have got some great plans this year, but like, let's say that actually what the 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 intended outcome just now for you know what you guys are going to do for for croque monsieurs would be actually that it brings more people into cycling because they see it as as an an achievable thing so not alienating people through performance in a sense you say well this is more about community we're going to do these events but we might meet interesting people on the way Mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing of like if you pass another cyclist surely you're both doing a great thing but you're part of a community aren't you so I suppose what I don't get is that bit about if I pass another cyclist on the road, 
we are both unique individuals. You're passing all these cars. Everyone's moving places. They're in a car. You're you're doing a very different activity, and you think, brilliant, we're we're in the, we're in the same club, aren't we? We're like we've chosen to go and do something good today. Get on a bike, could be raining. So maybe it's it's that kind of element of like being a bit of a community, putting yeah. you, and just maybe removing slightly the one dimensional element, which is performance and achievement. Yeah. But there's other things it, to it. It's even more. Does baffling. that make sense? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah no, it totally yeah, does. That's exactly. It, yeah. But like, also there's a re- there's a, an element of. And I think this is the same in like the hill walking community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is that depending on what road you're on, mm-hmm. I might be the only guy who went past you and who knows that guy was on two wheels when I went past him. The yeah. same, you might go past someone on a hill and be like, well, yeah, I saw them coming down the hill. The guy with the red jacket and the, the bobble hat, yeah, I saw him coming down the hill. So. He's been to the top and he's come down. Uh-huh. So if something happens... The guy with no trousers on. That's what you used to walk, wasn't it? You see the, the guy with the, no trousers the, on. The, yeah. naked, the nudist guy. But <laughs> Walking boots, big socks. The, the point <laughs> being that if, someone, oh, if something were to happen, mm-hmm. being in that club and sort of spotting each other and yeah. saying, I know that guy was there mm-hmm. and being able to say, what? Well, okay, if something happened, I know it happened to that person beyond this point. Yeah. The same as like if, if this person has a puncture, I'll be the guy that stops. The cars are not going to stop. Yeah. It'll be me that stops for you and other cyclists within the community. We'd all help each other. Which is why it's baffling when you go past... So a, a real-life example of this, a guy with, like, a very trimmed, sort of European-looking beard, a map eye, you know, the kaleidoscope mm. kind of map eye top, yep. Um, a really nice bike. I forget what it was. He he looked like he had a real appreciation of the sport. Yep. No, didn't have a helmet on. Just a, a wow. just a casket with plenty of luft. Mm-hmm. And I I went past him and I was like style, and I just gave him like I I go full hand off the handlebars, big wave. Yep. For everyone. Yep. And nothing. Yeah. Mm. I'm like that, man. You're like, but you can't. You're like, an appreciator of the, of the form. But what, this is the form, my what friend. Is the, what is so the, I turned round and uh, I cycled up next to him and I went, "Mate, I am the form. <laughs> this is the form. You don't appreciate." And that's making more of a problem than that, you know. Like I think that's if someone's having a bad day, and they're on their bike, it's, you you can't. You need to give people freedom not to say hello because they might be there might be reasons that we're not aware of that for some reason that someone's in their own head. But if that if there are no reasons, Your Honour, but the the opposite is true. Surely, I was having a good day. Yeah, and because he didn't say hi to me, and now I'm having a bad day. But if you're not in a place, uh, his fault. <laughs> I know. But if you're not in a place to, to put yourself in someone else's shoes, if yeah. he's not riding and thinking, oh, that guy might that that's again, it comes back to the waltz, doesn't it? Putting yourself in someone else's like a, an interaction with someone is like is a bit of a dance what is that person thinking or what does that person need if that guy's not thinking what you need and you are thinking what he needs that's a, that's a miss a misstep isn't it like yeah. if you've got two people who are like I'm having a great day that other person across the road is like I'm having a great day if I see an exercise I'm going to say hello because you're both in that place but if someone's not in that place and doesn't say hello, I think you just need to be like, okay, cool, I don't know what's going on for that person there. That's when I need you to come up in the DS car and just go, Yeah. You're yeah. now in the waltz. <laughs> yeah. Park that. Park what you're feeling. I've seen that guy's not waved at you, Todd. Yeah. You've gone in a half. Park that. <laughs> that that yeah. would be like on a time trial 
final day of the Tour de France time trial, mm-hmm. someone doesn't wave to me in the crowd, <laughs> and then you just see the performance start to go down. Yeah, Pogacar goes past. Yes, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't wave. Yeah. He didn't wave. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's as well. Like, what? Like partisan ideology puts a wall in between people having empathetic thoughts for each other as well, doesn't mm-hmm. it? That's the whole idea yeah. with it. Yeah. If you can part, if you can make two people separate away from each other enough, then yep. they're never going to be able to empathise with each other. Yeah. And have that. I, th- I think empathy is a fascinating thing, though. It's so, I, th- I think it's a, it's a really difficult thing to, like, get, in a sense. And it's a very hard thing to, like... So we're probably not naturally em- empathic. It's very hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Some people, I think, think find that very difficult or that doesn't come into their mindset. I often wonder if it's something you can actually teach. Like, yeah. can you teach people who find empathy difficult to, like, do it? But it's a really important thing in interaction. Yeah. It's like a... It, so we need it as part of our emotional first aid kit mm-hmm. for the road. Yeah. Is to have... Empathy. Empathy. Part of our To walks. cycle in an empathic way would be interesting what that would actually look like to be... Because you can't... I mean, you're also going to be taking on a massive task, aren't you? It's going to be yeah. big physical days. Mm. But at least I would ask gentlemen to have empathy for one another, at least. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that would be... Yeah. You're thinking you're like that anyway. Easy, yeah. yeah. I've given uh-huh. someone... Uh, when I did the tap in uh, the tour one year, going up Tourmalet, and I was riding with a guy. He was a lot quicker than me on the flats, and then we got the Tourmalet was the last climb. Yeah. And I was going up, coming up behind him, and I saw him, and I was like, oh. I was chatting with him and he was sort of a bit white-faced so I went to put my hand on his back to like say a sort of like yeah, yeah. push yeah. and also like come on let's, we'll go up together I turned around and smacked my hand off, off him oh, but he, he was just full Cadell Evans yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was just so in the zone yeah. and then afterwards he apologised but he was just yeah. like there yeah. but I'd, like, I like I was friends with him and I was like oh just come on let's like yeah. But yeah, he was just like, yeah. at that moment was just the wrong thing to do. Yeah. And but it goes that's to show you so because yeah. we've both probably been on the receiving end of a Tony flat of, the, flat of the hand on the back. Up you go, a little boost. You've had a boost from Tony. Oh, and, I've, and I've always loved it. <laughs> I, I had a boost from Tony on the final hill of the yep. attack last year. Yeah. And it just was right at the right time. Yeah. And then he just went flying past. <laughs> but I think still, you're, yeah, going out on a bike with you, Tony, is... You're very considerate. There's something very nice about someone always... You're a bit like always keeping an eye on who's what's going on around about you. And any time I've dropped off the back, you've been back there. But for some reason, you're able to like sit at the front and also know what's going on at the back. That's yeah. quite a... Just, I guess, it's experience, isn't it? But, he, yeah, but not everyone would drop back. Yeah. What Tony does is not something that everyone would do. You'd be a lot of environments where you'd be like, you're off the back, you're dropped, and that's great. Or we've dropped him. That's brilliant, because that's what we were isn't it great when you drop people but actually if you're I, mean, I imagine if we were in a race I mean let's say we're in a track team and you've dropped me you just have to like he's off yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to yeah. come back but I mean in the, but when I you're out as a group of guys on a fun ride yeah yeah. The, 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 probably the first time that um, or one of the we'd only maybe ridden like four or five times to, or maybe not even that two or three times we went out um, me Tony David and David's pal Sean mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Sean's like a good cyclist but he was just untrained um, so I think he'd been doing more running and he just wasn't wasn't quite there on the bike yeah yeah. like Tony was going back like dropping back Hundreds to ride yards. with him oh, yeah. while me and David mucked about and like 
knocked Lumpside. Tried to win village sprints. And then we would, so literally, like, we'd all bunch together again to do what we were supposed to do, which is, like, the nice social ride. And then we would inject the pace. And then Tony would, as we talked about before, he'd give of himself. Yeah. Put put yourself in Sean's shoes to think, oh, I'm not going to. He's then just straight off the back again. So Tony would just sit with him and just chat. Because it's miserable. Yeah. There's nothing worse than being, like, 40 kilometres from your house. And And I bet, I bet that, I bet that, I bet he'll have memories of that, uh, and he's he's such a capable athlete. Yeah, and I, like if you've seen him on Strava running, he's fucking nonsense. Yeah. But I bet he has memories of that day as like that was really good. Yeah, and yeah. a lot better than it could have been. Yeah, and if it had just been the three of us, not you, he yeah. probably would have just gone home. Yeah, I think yeah. that's part of it. Like, well, they would have had a long way to get home. You know, yeah. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely, like, starting cycling, I was riding with a lot of fast people, uh-huh. like at refer or even pros, and they were always generous enough to come back, which yeah, is nice. okay. And, like, yeah. that, I always noticed that. Or even people who I thought, like, these guys are... Even starting, like, Ben Lieberson, one guy who rode for refer and did, like, some races. He was, like, my idol. Like, on a bike, I'd... Every time I went out on a ride with him, I'd examine how he was holding the handlebars and, like, how he was moving, and I still do stuff that he does... Today and he'd talk about it as well. He's like, "Oh, just rather than putting this finger over the hoods, like put your little finger here, and then you can really spin and the bars and like he just looks good." Yeah. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, nice." So I like took that, but also like you don't want anyone to fall out of love with cycling. Yeah, that's for me. Uh, that's someone's really important, Tony. Yeah. yeah. When someone's by yeah. themselves at the back. Yeah. The, my worst thing is that they go home and they put their bike down and then they're like, oh, that's, that's yeah. rough." Yeah. Like, and if they can doesn't matter whether you're going fast or not it's the same like we've said before when or if we've been out and you've been like oh you can just go on up ahead it's like if i wanted to ride by myself then i'd be out riding by myself absolutely like yeah that if i'm with people then i want to ride with people yeah because yeah. you can chat to each other yeah and, have. and you were doing the same thing with david like you were both enjoying cycling together in that moment yeah. and i was there with sean and i'm sure if i wouldn't hadn't it been there you it would yeah. have been a different... But I think we also maybe took advantage of your your ability to go back and forth between the, the groups yeah. and maybe weren't quite as aware or we just... I mean, we'll talk about this in another episode with another guest, but like curbing the competitive thing in pursuit of a greater goal. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's... Again, that probably points to a lack of emotional intelligence somewhere. Be interesting to see how you guys got on. Yeah, and how and reflecting on the, the interaction, particularly when you do North Coast Five Hundred. Maybe we can we can bring you back for a an episode after, and you can help us process some of the uh, mm-hmm. some of the baggage, some of the trauma. Yeah, just uh, go through reflections, and we'll get It'd you. Be interesting, like what would be the the focus of that? Then would be like what have you learned? You know, are you and then you're taking on a much bigger thing. Like what would you? take into that next one with you on the basis of that learning and that much shorter yeah that would be interesting actually I yeah. think you'll find yeah it'll be fairly obvious if it abruptly ends <laughs> 10 episodes <laughs> NC500 and then no sign of anti-coffee after that and maybe um, my, my job is to make sure that doesn't happen yeah yeah. So in a, that's in a, a victory way. that's a victory for the team actually <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The DS can, you two are going to have to talk you're going to have to tell each other if you're not feeling great and you'll, and you'll probably yeah and you'll learn a lot about each other We'll be like being in a, a married couple for five days or twelve days. Support. It'll be bad times, be good times, but it'll be. I mean, it'll be great. But we're uh, gonna catch up again on the, uh, Attack Loch Ness as well. We, we are. Yeah. So we'll be straight straight after the, 
NC500. Yeah. Are you even riding a little bit with us at the end? I'm going to come up and yeah. do, do a bit oh, of day, yeah, yeah. so I'll be there oh, for yes. a bit of support. I totally forgot about that. So you'll be riding, yeah. doing the last, you'll ride the last in. little bit. Yeah, I'll be there to, for Tony to come back and get me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll be coming back to get me and Tony at that point. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have the food stops worked out. I'll know exactly where we're stopping <laughs> for <laughs> foods. Guys, I'm coming up and we're going to, 10 miles down the road here. <laughs> Lobster and Chardonnay. <laughs> I love the dancing metaphor. That's like, I reckon that's something we're going to go on with, isn't it? Like the dance, even like just dancing on the pedals, but also our dance together. Like so yeah. good. I love that. That's my that's my favorite takeaway from the whole thing. I yeah. Now you are in the waltz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Great. good. So hopefully, um, yeah, we're going to get Nelson to give us training or give you, the listeners, training updates every week. Um, he'll be checking in with us, in with us as the DS, and he'll so he'll give us like a little sixty second rundown of how the week's gone. So obviously this week will be one of the boys had COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but um, thanks very much to uh, Nelson for giving us a bit of his time. We'll probably get out on the bike with him at some point as well, because if we're gonna, we're probably gonna try and do an episode with the Croc Monsieur group at some point. So you may well hear from Nelson on the road on this bike. Yeah. He is he is a bit of a bullet on the bike when he wants to be, isn't he? He can go. Yeah, he's got he's got like a sort of very explosive out of no like he'll he'll like ask you a deep question and then he'll just he's gone from out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he can he can kick. Um, if you want to, if you have anything to say about what we've said, if you have any feedback, if you think we're a bunch of idiots, um. Feel free to get in touch. In touch. <laughs> feel free to get in touch. Uh, feel free to get in touch on podcast at anti.coffee, which is our email, or by Instagram, which is probably quicker but maybe less satisfying. Don't know your sex tape. Uh, on anticoffee.anticoffee on Instagram. Um, and we also have, if you go to, uh, what's, the, what's our website? www.anticoffee.com. Anti.coffee. Anti.coffee is our website. And yeah. what's on there? Drip Pizza merch. Drip Pizza merch. So we've got a couple of episodes of Drip Pizza to share, but maybe we'll just hold them back for, for now. Yeah. We want to get you bedded into the lore of this podcast before we start messing with the format too much, but yeah. should be good. Drip Pizza is um, like the hundreds and thousands, the sprinkles on top of the ice cream. Yeah. Isn't it? Like we're just, we've still got to do the whippy, Mr. Whippy. Whatever yeah. it's called, and then comes the the ninety nine flake or the hundreds and thousands. That's drip pizza. So look out for them. We'll stick them in every now and again. But until yeah. then, that's just a little bonus. That's for nothing. That's for free. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would just like to apologise for my uh, my covidness. That's all. Sorry, sorry, I got covid. Sorry uh, to all the fans out there. But actually, by the time this episode comes out, I should be well out of uh, ISO. So. Yeah, and it's good. You're doing it proper, Todd. You've had your three vaccinations, therefore you are not that ill, hopefully, and you're in isolation, doing it proper, and then you can come out and crack on with the training after that, can't you? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. I think that's us. Until we're back face-to-face 
and microphone Tuesday. to microphone. Tuesday. Yeah. It's always a Tuesday. You guys, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> um, yeah, so until next Tuesday, see, see you, you next time. Dream I'm sorry. Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'll make you coffee. Coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card.